Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Corn Fed Inc. production. Coming at you, hot and heavy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Corn Fed Sports and Entertainment. Coming at you, hot and heavy. Timmy, my friend, how's it going, bud? Ready to go. Ready to it's go. It's been a while, but I'm ready. It's been a while is right. Definitely glad to be back in it. Uh, anything new changed with you the last few months? No. No. Pretty much steady as it goes. Ready for some baseball to start, hopefully. and Otherwise, pretty much steady as it goes. Nice. I will you? say I will give you some props before we go too far in. You definitely predicted the correct college football winner this past year. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> not many people would have predicted him a new quarterback uh you know and just they didn't really have they were they've always have talent but many people would have given the nod to bama or even clemson and clemson obviously yep. was nowhere near so i just wanted to give you props on that and i i did pick it but i can't be too proud because honestly i think if bama had been healthy in that title game i think they would have beat georgia probably by a couple touchdowns but i'll take what i can get just with the receiver going down? Just Well, they lost their one receiver the at the SEC championship, and then they lost their other receiver in the title game. If they had both of those receivers, yeah, I, think, I don't think Georgia could have hung with them. But that's part of the game, and so props to Georgia. I mean, they definitely whooped them the first time they played, right? Yep, they whooped them, and then I think they probably would. And they were on their way to beat them again. They had really started off fast, and then that receiver hurt his, tore his Achilles, and that really just kind of changed their whole game plan. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how one or two guys, especially at the college level, I feel like it makes a huge difference. Not even like in the NFL, obviously, a quarterback going down makes a huge difference. Or like yep. even even a left tackle, we've seen that a lot with the Packers the last two seasons. But especially oh, yeah. in college, it, the backups are usually younger too, so it just makes a huge difference, I think. Don't you? Would you agree yeah, with that? Yeah, because they've never played. Most times, like if you're a backup in college, you don't play a lot. Yeah, you, you get you play your junior senior year, and that's how usually how it works. Or if you're a really good player, you play your freshman year and then go pro. But yeah, backups don't play a touch; so they're not ready to step into that stage. Well, especially at like the Alabamas of the world, yes. you know, they're so so deep with just talent yep. and raw talent in general. So it's tough, really tough, to. to get on the field as a freshman, just because yep. of what they have to overcome to get on the field. You know, for sure, they and they just cycle through talent, so it's just it's real hard to get on the field. Yeah, who's your way too early title pick for next year? It's going to be obviously probably Bama, but I really am excited to watch USC with Lincoln yes. Riley, what they got yes. going there. And I'm really excited to see what LSU could do. I don't think LSU is quite ready with Brian Kelly yet, but I really think I'm really excited <laughs> to see USC with Lincoln Riley. I think Man. that's going to be, I think they're going to be back. I would agree with that, and plus they're just in such a weaker conference. I would be that, shocked. That conference if, is so bad. I would be shocked if they're not in the playoff next year. I I kind of would be too because that conference you can run the table real easy. Yep, and let's be honest, Brian Kelly's a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, that whole <laughs> accent that he developed, the Southern accent, and some of the dances he's been the doing. Dances, the dances, man. The dances I blow my learned, mind. I just learned the other day that that dance that went viral with the recruit had not even committed to LSU. No, he went to Bama, right? I thought, yeah, I, <laughs> I thought for sure he'd already committed. The way he was dancing around with him and acting with him, you would assume that he would have, right? Yeah, and then I got a text from a friend that said, hey, he actually hasn't committed to LSU. And I was shocked because the way he was dancing, I thought he was a sure commit. Wild. So, just yeah, wild. He is, he is a weird, weird man. Where he start, he was at Cincinnati, then he'd been at Notre Dame, what, the last 10 years probably? 
he, 10 or 12. Yeah, he's been there a long time. And never and, really got over the hump at Notre Dame, I feel like. And I think that's what he realized, is he was just never going to win a national championship there. I feel like anymore, too, we talk about this with the college playoff thing. We've we've definitely had this conversation. You, I feel like you have to be in a conference if you're really going to make a legitimate push into the playoff, yep. especially if you have one or even two losses. Like, look at Alabama and Georgia. You know, they all had yep. the, the losses and whatnot. But, and they still got him. Yeah, and Notre Dame's schedule just isn't very good anymore, honestly. I think Notre Dame is hurt by the way they do things. They're so into academics and standards and stuff. I think there's a different – it's just harder to recruit and there's more emphasis placed on grades and, like, school than there is at, like, Alabama and Georgia. And so I think that's going to hurt anyone at Notre Dame in the end because it's just uh, – they take it so seriously. Yeah, which is good for another reason. It's great if you want to go yeah. to school there. Yep, yep. But <laughs> to play – for college football championships, it's probably not going to happen with the talent they recruit because of those standards. Oh, that's another prime example of that is, I mean, just look at Stanford. They caught lightning in a bottle with Andrew Luck and some of those yep. other guys. What was the running back? Toby Gerhardt. He was a Toby stud. Gerhardt, yep. He was a stud. Oh, yeah. I loved him. And now they're just kind of mediocre team because it's, so it's just hard. so hard. Yeah. So, yep. so, I mean, it's, it is what it is. I mean, I'm sure he'll do well at LSU, even though he's a weirdo. Oh, he'll win. Uh, As I, Coach I O, stat, go ahead, go ahead. I saw a stat where the last three or four coaches at LSU have all won a national championship there. I was just going to so, ask, has Coach O landed on his feet anywhere yet? I think Coach O is just in living the, the dream. Cheeseburgers. <laughs> Hanging out with women that are 30 years younger than him. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't think Coach O is in any hurry to do anything. Man, going to LSU was the best thing ever for him because now he's like the ultimate celebrity. Oh yeah, like he was, at, he was at the Super Bowl just living it up. Can't say I blame him. Might as well capitalize when you can. He will receive sixteen point eight million dollars over the next four years <laughs> to do nothing. So to do nothing. Where can I get a job like that, Tim? I, I yeah, me too. I agree, but that is so. Coach O is in no hurry to do anything. <laughs> I'd even do a a job for not do a job for a hundred k. I feel like. Oh yeah, and you know, eventually <laughs> he'll show up on one of these pregame shows or postgame shows or ESPN. He'll yep. he'll do something. Oh yeah, he's got he's got the personality for it, no doubt. Oh yeah, people love him. Then he'll probably land as an offensive coordinator somewhere and just live the dream. Honestly. I know the money is a big difference, but being an offensive or defensive coordinator might be a little bit more secure of a job. And more his style. Oh, yeah. Big he offensive mind. doesn't have mind. to work as hard. It doesn't have to be the face of a franchise. Man. So, well, I guess before... He's got good. Oh, yeah. Before we get into the, the main part of our episode, uh, what, do you, what do you think about what's kind of off the record not really sports related but what do you think about all this ukraine and russia stuff that's going on right now uh it's it's a sad sad time it's i i feel for the people of ukraine i really do they are there's some bad motherfuckers i think <laughs> ukraine have you been reading these stories i know they're like military is like next level like training but and all that just stuff. the way they're apparently their president's down there fighting right with them really Apparently, we I read today, we volunteered to get the president out of the country. And he said, I don't need a ride. I need more bullets. What a, what a badass. <laughs> and the other day, they apparently a Russian warship told him to disband or they were going to kill him. And they told the Russian warship to go fuck themselves. Jeez. And then they got killed like two minutes later. But wow, they're, they're brave, brave people. Ukraine is strong. And I saw those two. There's two world-class boxers, like champion boxers. From Ukraine? The Klitschko, the Klitschko brothers. Uh-huh. And they are down there just with guns fighting it out with the people. Wow. So props to them. Major props to the people of Ukraine. I mean, I had wasn't really aware what was going on. I knew that Russia was kind of stirring some things up. And then, what was that, Monday that they finally yeah. invaded? 
And then I started reading, went way deeper into it, obviously, because I was way interested about it. And I just like couldn't yep. believe it's like basically for nothing too. like yeah, they just they just want to be more like the West to like us and everything. Putin, it sounds like Putin's basically doing a Hitler type move. And just, yeah, it's just it's not good. Yeah, it is not good. Do you so, think like we always see these posts, people on TikTok all over the place? Do you think World War Three is imminent? I don't think we'll, if we if we join, I think it will be. But I, I mean, it, it really that, comes down to us. Let's be honest. What we're gonna? I was do. reading today that China's thinking about taking over Taiwan, just like Russia did to Ukraine. And if that starts, and Russia and China go together and start taking over countries, yeah, then I think we'll join. And then yeah, it could be World War Three. What's China's beef with Taiwan? I think they don't really have a beef. They just want to take them over, kind of like Russia wants to Ukraine. Hey, we can take, we're bigger than you. We're stronger than you. We can take you over. Oh, man. I don't think these people really have a beef. I think they just, we're bigger and stronger than you. So we'll be a bully and take you. Dictatorship. Mm hmm. How much is, really go ahead. I don't think they have a beef. I think they just want to take over countries. Yeah, it's, that's honestly crazy. How much is like gas and oil like prices going to go up here with, I didn't oh. even realize it, but we get, my brother was telling me about this since he, obviously you know he's a farmer and has to know some of these yeah. things. He said we get like the US gets around like 10% of like oil and all gas products from Russia. Yep. And that's like a pretty big chunk. And that is why we should have never stopped drilling and closed the pipelines over here because by doing that, we became so dependent upon Russia for their oil. If we could if we could not use Russia, it would kill their economy. But, I mean, just look, Russia's so rich, probably just from all that oil and yeah. gas. And obviously, yep. they're a dictatorship. So that makes a big difference, too, on funds and everything. Just look at China, for example, on that. Yep. Scary and so, crazy, crazy, crazy world we live in, my friend. It really is. Well, we'll see. We'll we'll monitor that closely. Maybe we'll, we'll keep picking oh, that yeah. up discussion-wise. Because not that it's interesting, but it's... It's kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? It's unique and just kind of something that needs to be discussed, I feel like, too. Because a lot of people don't even know, for instance, my wife, which she doesn't know anything about news and current events. News, my wife. And I was telling her about this. And I'm like, just Google it. Just Google it and read up yep. and then we can maybe talk about it. Because otherwise, she would have no idea. I'm reading right now that Canada is removing all Russian vodka from their country <laughs> what's their what's their vodka that they sell liquor mostly? liquor stores across the u.s and canada started throwing out their stocks of russian vodka what brand so, is russian uh, is considered russian vodka me, i don't recognize any it. of them i do not recognize any of the russian vodkas that i see on the page so your vodka so. fix uh, will not be getting <laughs> getting yes. what it needs you will not be getting it from Russia anymore. Good, good to hear. Right. I, know, I know you're more of a rum guy, anyways. So. No, I don't touch the vodka. Never touch it. <laughs> well, but. anything else really you want to add on that before we kind of get into no. our main topics for the night? Let's get into some sports. All right, sounds like a plan to me, buddy. Okay, so our first topic tonight in the world of sports, since obviously we're both. Huge, huge Packer fans. <laughs> and obviously, this isn't just a Packer fan thing. It's a this whole is the NFL. Right now. Oh, yeah, 100%. So what is your thoughts on, first of all, what did you think about old Aaron Rodgers hopping on Pat McAfee the other day? Uh, what was that, Tuesday? Aaron Rodgers Tuesday? Yes. What did you think about how that kind of played out, for one? Okay, first of all, my first question is, <laughs> is the man split from the girlfriend or no? See, there was a report, but then I feel like if you broke up with a girl, especially if you were engaged, you wouldn't be tagging her in Instagram I'm posts. I'm saying she's the love of my life, and I'm so grateful to have her in my life. But... So I don't think they're together. I just think he's he's that type of guy. He's, that, he's just that out there, I guess. He didn't thank Danica. 
Where, well, are you are you offended if you're Danica right now? Olivia Munn, he didn't thank her. Are you are you offended if you're Danica and Olivia Munn that you didn't get thanked? I don't think so. I think they don't like the guy. <laughs> he's he's a little bit of an odd duck. Let's be honest. It's a really little bit. It's really came to light the last what two or three years. What was up with that cleanse? I don't. What was he cleansing from? Did you read into the what he did during the cleanse? No, I did not. I just knew that he was okay. on a twelve day cleanse. Some of the facts are he forced himself to puke two to three times a day. What? He uh, put cleansing oils up his butthole. What? You're, yeah, jo- you're like literally joking, no, right? No, I'm dead serious. <laughs> Where did you it find this at? To, you just Google the type of cleanse he said he was on, and those are the steps you take. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'll let you keep going because now I'm really interested. Um, Yeah, like he forced himself to puke two to three times a day. He put <laughs> stuff up his butthole. He only drank water. Didn't eat anything? No. And apparently it's an Indian ritual. Like it the country of India. It's a ritual that they do. It's a spiritual cleanse. So I'm thinking he probably had it coming out both ends. For one, that just sounds not Horrible. healthy at all. Not healthy at all, right? No. I feel like putting things up your your rear end also is a big no-no, right? <laughs> Oils, I guess, but I don't know. So, did he ever say if this cleanse was considered successful? Um, okay, so here's what happens. You Three days of consuming G, a form of clarified butter, until you evacuated at both ends. One day of therapeutic vomiting. One day of laxative therapy. That's where he puts the stuff on his butthole. Three days of herb drops in a nose. Yoga and meditation throughout. Hmm. So I, I Googled it. This cleanse is called the Pancha Karma Cleanse. Yes. Never heard of it, but just judging on what you have just told me, I think I'm going to stay away from this cleanse. What about you, Tim? Do you see yourself doing this anytime in the no. near future? Are you nope. sure? Are you sure? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. I mean, I, I can understand, you know, maybe like people do cleanses all the time, right? Yeah. But why would you ever do those things that make yourself puke for one and then the other thing that I don't even want to I say anymore? Think, I think he thinks it's spiritual and like cleansing of the mind. And he's not like you and me. Oh, I no. think we need to realize that. Yeah. He is a people of the earth. Like he's a, I don't know. He's just a weird man. I feel like he's definitely a hippie. Oh, 100%. Look at the hair. <laughs> His hair is it's wild. All the, it's all part of the look. But All right, so I guess, the, yeah. So is what, he coming back? To the Packers or the NFL? The NFL, first of all. Yes, I think he's playing again. I agree. Now where is he playing? I think he's staying... I honestly think the Devontae Adams really hinges his future. Depends uh-huh. on, like, if they sign him, let's be honest, they're doing all these restructures deal, I think, just so they can franchise tag Devontae, just so Rodgers will play. I don't even Do think you? they're restructuring all these people to get him signed because I think, I think he would play for pretty much anything, honestly, at That's this point in his my career. question is. Do you think he'll restructure his contract and go really team friendly so that we could give Devante a long term contract? Well, I don't even think he's under contract because didn't they void this next upcoming year when no, they re signed him? No, he, he'll have to restructure, he'll have to sign a contract. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. But so, you think not, not restructured, team? more just signs of te- team friendly deal. No, he has one more year. Oh, I thought they voided it. Or is that no, the following year? They voided year? next year. Okay, okay. I so, got he you. still has one more year. But they'd have to restructure it because they can't afford to give Devontae a contract and have him under his current contract. He has to restructure. What's what's, he, you, what's his cap hit for next year? I do not know off the top of my head what his cap hit is, but I'll look. Let me look. It's not good. Man, his base salary is twenty six mil. 
He's 22% of the team's cap right now. And Devontae wants to get paid. Yes. And so will he take back next to nothing to keep Devontae? Or do you believe the report that he wants $50 million? I don't think he wants that. I think he, even said on, he, he even said on Pat McAfee's show that it's not even about the money. Yeah, I disagree with those reports. But I honestly think it really comes down to Devontae. I think so, too. I think he's – I mean, he's doing these weird cleanses and all this stuff. I think he's perfectly fine with kind of riding in the he's sunset. Tired. I mean, he's just Agreed. that type of guy. Um, did you catch the whole Greg Jennings drama yesterday? I did. I <laughs> kind of loved it just because Greg Jennings is kind of an idiot. <laughs> and then yes. some of the former Packer players and current Packer teammates of Rogers were well, sub-tweeting, the, tweeting at him. It was um, the Kurt Bedkart that really went at him, which I loved. That dude's awesome, by the way. Did you see their Twitter exchange? Greg Jennings? Him and Jennings? No, I did not. They got into a big time. What was either party saying? Ben Cart said, um, this is a big L take. This sounds like a guy that comes from a person that wanted to be a guy but wasn't a guy. <laughs> and Jennings said, I'm not sure I understand you there. Are you implying a guy that plays unlike you? Whoa. And Ben Cart said, oh, the old don't play jab. I've heard that a billion times. Keep saying getting your clicks up by trashing other people. That isn't a way to build your brand. <laughs> and then Jenny's challenged him to a conversation. They said they're going to get together and have a conversation. Does that um, conversation ever take place? No. <laughs> I hope so. Greg Jennings just so. got into the Packers Hall of Fame last year, too. <laughs> yeah, someone said that might be a part of Roger's contract is that he wants Jennings out of the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Greg like Jennings him. when he was with the Packers, man. Loved He him. got real bad afterwards, though. Real salty. Not a fan. Which, I kind of get it. Like, Rodgers is a different cat. You probably rubbed him the wrong way a little bit sometimes, right? But most players that played with Rodgers loved him. Oh, yeah. 100%. Look at all the guys, Jordy Nelson, Donald Driver, John Kuhn, A.J. Hawk, T.J. They love him. So, I just, I don't know. Him and Jermichael Finley are about the only two. Yeah. So, what's what's the next step? You, you just reported, I think, when we were off the air, that David Bakhtiari restructured in his deal? Yeah. Field Yates just tweeted that out. $11 million have been converted from his contract. Probably, they, I think they said the most that's the most significant move we've made to help restructure the cap. Yeah. So The thing, I, I really, really, really want Zedarius back, too, because he's like one of my favorite players, man. Yeah, I agree. And but, he's just changed the defense. Like, we were a completely different defense, and then he came, and he kind of brought that attitude, you know? Yeah, I I think those are our biggest moves, getting Rodgers, Adams, and him back. It'll be interesting so, to see. They got a couple other free agents. Big Bob Tunyon, I think, is one. Robert right? Tunyon, um, MBS is a free agent. And honestly, I think they need MBS almost more. Like, he is very important to their team offensively. Look how they did without him. He was their only stretches, really true yeah. deep threat. He stretches the field. He gives that deep threat that we don't have. Definitely our fastest player easily on the team. Yes, and they have to guard him and respect that deep ball or he'll burn you deep. So, yeah, it'll so. be, be interesting to see what happens with, with him as well. There, there's a lot of question marks. I I think, obviously, the priority is Devante, which he should be. We both can agree on that. And, and Lazard stepped up, but but they still need that kind of third receiver, Cobb. Cobb's deal isn't very friendly, team friendly, so it'd be interesting to see what happens with that too. I feel like. Oh, I think Cobb's gone. I would agree with and, that. I can't imagine we'll be seeing Cobb back. He's making nine Liz- million, man. Nine. Lazard will be back. Lazard will be back. Yeah, no doubt. I'm looking looking him up right now because he said something the other day about his contract. Uh, I saw that. I saw it. the next step in getting Devonte was Jair's Alexander extension. Kind of put well, some back we re- money. 
is he need an extension or do we already get yes this is this is his last year on his deal okay and and amos maybe too amos is a stud yep so it'll be interesting they got a lot of moves yet to make if they are but what what if he comes on tuesday or whenever he goes back on pat because let's be honest he's breaking the news on pat right he'll definitely yes what if he comes in and say he wants traded what happens then i think we trade him real soon I would say that Broncos deal is tempting, irregardless. If that's a a real deal, yes. The one I sent you yesterday? Yes. What was it? Jerry Judy, who's a a young, a young upcoming receiver that was a stud in college. Drew Locke, who's still a fairly young quarterback. 2022 first round pick. 2022 second round pick, 2023 first, and 2023 fourth. That's kind of a tempting deal, right? Yeah, it is. Or you could go the Eagles route. That Eagles route has got more picks for sure. Two first round picks this year. Man. But I don't think he's going to get traded. I really don't. I don't think he won. I think this year made him realize Green Bay is his best opportunity to win and yeah at this point in his career why why want to start over learn a whole new system and i think he really enjoys lafleur which i enjoy lafleur a lot as well yep so we'll, we'll I keep love LeFleur. oh yeah oh yeah one of the most underrated coaches in the league too honestly oh for sure well, um i'm reading this about lazard it looks like they're gonna place a second round tender on him mm-hmm and that means they'd re-sign him at $3.98 million this year, which is a steal. Yes. Compared to their projected MVS to get $9.8 million on the open market. What? So probably MVS is not coming back. How is he worth that much? If he's worth – like, I love him. He's a really good player. But he's still like he had some drop issues in the not too distant past, and he has some injury issues. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe he pulls a Dexter Fowler and is like, "Let's run it back one year. We got unfinished business." So. Which, speaking of that, that was six years ago yesterday. Yes, never forget that. You speaking go, we go. That, those were happier times than what we're at right now. Yeah. Keep going on that, Tim. Explain. Explain to the people. <laughs> so we are in day, I think, 78 or 88 of the MLB lockout. They've just decided this year or this week that they're actually going to start to meet. They've met like four or five hours a day. Currently meeting right now. But I'm not I'm not looking for not looking optimistic. I think we're gonna miss games. Uh that's gonna be heartbreaking. And honestly, I think ownership wants to miss games. I was seeing some of the stuff that the owners want to want to include, and they want to pair things together. And it's yep. day day eighty sevens today. It looks like day eighty seven. Okay. But some of the things that they're trying to include, like I wouldn't take that if I was a player either. No. Did you see Brett, our friend from Ble- Bleacher Nation, what he was tweeting last night? Uh. Uh-uh. So, long story short, one of the main talking points the owners really, really, really want, they want expanded playoffs. Bad. Yes. Oh, they yeah. want 14 teams, correct, I think? Correct. And they want that system where the top seed gets a buy and then the second seed gets to pick who they play. Really? Which, I hadn't read that. Yeah, there's a system that they're going to – if we get the expanded playoffs, there'll be seven teams, the top – team will get a buy into the second round and then the first or the division winner after that gets to pick who they want to play and then the division winner after that gets to pick who they want to play and then the other two wild cards just play so in a, in a one game or like a three game be a best of three and all three games be at the home team or the better record stadium in the wild card Yes, in the wild card route. So, therefore, winning the division would be a lot better because you get to pick who you want to play and you get all your games at home in the first round. So, that's wild. But, yeah, they want that expanded playoffs because that's revenue. Yeah, I, I totally get that. I'm, I am all 
for making the game better if there's a change, which I'm, I'm sure you would agree with that. Oh, yeah. But I'm not 14 teams. I, I get that some of these other leagues have been doing expanded playoffs. You know, look at the NBA with their 10 now. And the NFL has been expanding. But baseball's, yep. baseball's a different animal. To me, yeah. it, it's a lot of games. And then just pitching in general, you're going to have to start carrying the five starting pitchers. And they usually do anyways and just send one out of the bullpen. But they're going to have to kind of figure that out too, I feel like, moving forward to try and save those arms because that's a lot of extra games potentially. Yeah. It's just I'm fine. I'm fine with expanded playoffs. I really am. I think it's good. I think it keeps more teams in play. But I don't want what I don't want is for us to miss regular season games and then do the agree. expanded playoffs. If we agree. miss regular season games, then no expanded playoffs. Yeah. That's where I'm at right now. Well, we used to be at eight playoff teams and then they added yes. two with the wild card, so now we're at ten. Yeah. So they want to add two more to each league. Correct. So they want to have four wild card teams essentially? Correct. And they would split they is that where you said they'd pick who they play? Yeah. So with the, the number fourteen one. teams there'd be there'd be seven teams in each league. Yep. So say the number one league the number the whoever has the best record in the league automatically get the bye. Yep. So now we're down to six teams. The best division record remaining gets to pick one of the wild card teams to play. The second best division record gets to pick a wild card team to play. And then we're left with two wild card teams who just play each other if they're not picked. And they so, would play the, the team that has the bye, whoever wins that. No, they would play each other. The other two wild card teams would play. There's four wild card teams. Two of them are picked by division winners to play them. And then the other two would just play each other. And then the, the only the wild card that. teams would play the the number one seed. Correct. Okay. I mean, so I, I mean, if it helps the game grow, which is ultimately baseball's kind of taking a set a step back the last few years, especially the MLB. You know. Yeah. They just. But apparently, this thing would be like a made-for-TV event where the coaches would come out and say, "We're picking this team to play them," and. <coughs> It'd kind of be like a NCAA tournament deal. What do you think? Like of a selection that? show. I don't know. I think picking a team to play is going to be kind of disrespectful, honestly. I don't like that, honestly. Why not? Why not just do what the NFL did this year? Just line them up, play them. Yeah, the whole you get to pick who you want to play. To me, that seems kind of disrespectful. Well, because they did that anyways. <laughs> they had the wild card teams, and then they would just line them like division winners, and you know, line them up. That just makes sense to me, right? That makes more sense to me, though. I mean, the only thing I guess is there's only – no, there's four divisions in baseball, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that would actually probably make it easier, have the number one overall seed, and then – No, there's only three. There's the East, West, and Central. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <coughs> God, it's been a while since we've discussed baseball. <laughs> it's been way too long. So yeah, I mean they could, what would they, they would have to probably just maybe take the top two team. Well, and that's the wild card thing, I guess. I don't yeah. know. It'll be interesting. Obviously, it's just in the beginning stages. I feel like that's something yep. that's going to happen though, just from what I've been reading. But I've been reading also that if we miss games, the players said we will not have expanded playoffs. Well, spring training they opener not... was supposed to be today, right? Cubs, yes. So. Like, they have to get a deal done basically within the next week to not miss games, I feel like, right? Well, according to the owners, they have to have a deal by Monday. Otherwise, they're just breaking off tops. Otherwise, they will, they will skip games. Oh, jeez. So, we got so, two days, two and a half days. Yeah. Yep. Oh, hopefully, they just uh, – the, the owners are stubborn, and they've just done things the same way. I saw they're trying to raise the minimum – uh, deal price. It's only like yep. four hundred thousand right now, or something. They're trying to get it up to like seven, I think. Yeah, seven hundred. Which, I mean, that's to me. When you're paying the paying the flipping the player's bill, is there really ba that big of a difference in that much to seven hundred? You know, I don't think so. Especially how much how much do you make? These owners are making tons of money off. Oh, 
huge. So. So I guess the uh, meeting, the meeting we're we're discussing right now at ten fifty a.m. The meeting today yes. starts at eleven, our time. So ten about ten more minutes, they'll hop back in the meeting. Yep, and hopefully they'll meet all day again. Hopefully they'll get some stuff hammered out. But do you, does a deal get done before Monday or Sunday, whatever you said? No, nope. We missed regular season games. I'm pretty confident of that at this point. When's the last time that happened in baseball? Ninety four. Do you remember that year at all? I was pretty young, yeah. so I don't. I was uh, supposed to go to my first Cub game that year in August. First ever Cub game was supposed to go in 94, and the season got canceled a couple weeks before we were supposed to go. And they canceled the World Series that year. They didn't play at all that year? They got – no, they struck in the middle of the season. Oh, did the deal <laughs> like expire, they made, or they just like were yeah, like, we've had enough? the deal expired like in July. Oh, man. The Expos were going to win the World Series that year. They were loaded, absolutely loaded. Is there like any documentaries in? or anything about that year? I have never seen one, but they were like 40 games over 500. They were like 70 and 31. Who was on the that team? went on strike. Uh, Pedro Martinez. Oh, yep. Um, Moises Alou, Larry Walker. Some studs. Team was just loaded. They were just blowing people away. And they canceled. And that's basically why baseball ended in Montreal is because of that season. Really? Yep. That just they never recovered from that. They end up trading all their players and just never recovered from that season. Wow. So and baseball took a huge hit, and that's what Sammy and McGuire brought it back from. Yeah. Finally brought fans back in ninety eight from the strike. So Yeah. That was devastating. They canceled the World Series. I just feel like Baseball, MLB in general, just hasn't done a very good job of trying to grow nope. the game and expand the fanship, you know? I just feel like they've nope. done a poor, poor, poor job. The owners are stubborn. The owners are crying poor. All this BS, essentially. So so when do you think we see any games this year? Or what, what, what's yeah. your thoughts? I think the owners want like 140 games. Honestly, and, baseball is struggling right now anyways with the, the COVID year a couple years ago yep. really, really put a damper in things, I feel like. But the thing that scares me, I think this is Buster only that tweeted this out the other day, is what scares them is the owners want the expanded playoffs. That's what their big deal is. They really, mm-hmm. really want it. The players have said if we miss games, we will not have expanded playoffs. So once the owners miss one game, what is going to be their incentive to come back? Like, hey. We're already missing games. We're not getting our expanded playoffs. Why hurry back? They don't make gate for April and May anyways because it's so cold. Yeah. So what's going to be their incentive to hurry back before June? And just Man. run it June, July, August, September. Oh, it's it's and been also we lose we lose all of April and May. Oof. Man, that's always the best part because it's still like Kind of cold outside in April, yep. and you don't really want to go outside yet, so you're just sitting and watching games all, and there's hope. all day. Yep. Yeah, hope. Hope. We all know all about that, don't we? But so. Have you watched any college baseball since uh, MLB is currently on strike and all I've that? Start, stuff? I haven't watched any. I've started to pay attention to it. I saw yeah. Iowa won yesterday. They're four zero. I probably will watch some. Yeah, we got that ESPN Plus login, my man. Yep, I'll I'll definitely watch it some because I just missed baseball. Yeah, it's just I don't know why why does college baseball not get the respect some of the other college sports get, you think? I don't know. I think probably because I think one thing that really hurts it is if you're a stud in the in college football or college basketball, you go to the NBA and NFL right away. Yes. You could be a stud in college baseball and go sit in the minors for 6 years. Yes, that's very. That's a great point, honestly. Or there's a lot of players coming right out of high school that go to the big leagues that don't play college ball. And so I think we we watch college football and college basketball because we're seeing future NBA, future NFL players. Yep. We don't see that in baseball. You don't see a guy. It just doesn't happen. And I also feel like it's not televised <laughs> as well as no. some of the other major sports. Like, for nope. instance, there's maybe now since – the MLB's looking like it's going to be missing some games. Maybe they'll have some more on ESPN and whatnot, but the only way you can really so. watch it 
is through the ESPN Plus, which I feel like is fairly recent too, that they didn't really have games on there even. But I'm hoping, I'm actually hoping my brother-in-law goes down to the College World Series every year in Omaha. That'd be so fun to do. And he said it's the greatest thing ever. So I think this year I'm going to go down with him for a weekend and watch that. Because I think that would be, he says it's great. He's like, you sit wherever you want, you see tons of games. He's like, it's awesome. So I think this year I'm going to go down with him to watch that. Last April, last April or May, I can't even remember. No, it was wouldn't have been May, but in April I think we went down to Omaha, my wife and I, and we stayed at a hotel right across from the new Rosenplatz or whatever. Yep. It's still called Rosenplatz Stadium, right? Yep. So it was literally right across from that, and it it looks really really nice just from it's a where very I was good stadium, at. yeah. And the area is awesome. They really did that right. There's so many things to do down there. Yep. Omaha is a nice town. Oh, it is, considering it's in Nebraska. Who would have thought, right? Yeah, it's a nice place. Yeah, let me let me know when you go. That would be if I'm I will. not busy with myself. Baseball. I'm going down that would, that'd be a lot of fun. I think, I think it looks awesome. Yeah, that would be so much so, fun. But anywho, should we get out of college basketball? Yeah. Anything else you want to touch on that? Or are we, we good to good no. to roll? Let's All right. Yeah, let's roll. All right, last topic of the show. Like I said, Timmy, college basketball. What are your, what's first of all before we kind of get into the in-state Iowa teams? What's what's your thought on college basketball in general right now? Okay, I've watched way more college basketball this year than I ever have before. I don't know why. Maybe because I'm betting on it. I don't know. <laughs> I've just watched a lot of. I've watched a lot of college basketball. Uh-huh. The officiating's awful. Yeah, they still can't make a free throw, <laughs> but the games are but the games are highly entertaining. I, I I'm loving it. I I feel like there's a lot of parity. Oh yeah. There's not one team that's just running away with it. They, you cannot say right now, oh, they're the favorites to win the tournament. Who's there's who's so the team? Who's the team that's impressed you most? Who you're watching? Uh Gonzaga really impresses me, but they never play anyone, so it's yeah. hard to. It's they lost their two key. They lost to Bama, and they lost to Duke in their two big games. So it's hard to judge how good they really are. Yeah, I agree um, with that. Auburn has really impressed me. Yeah, but they got beat by a lowly Florida team last week that didn't. So it's just the SEC overall is not usually the strongest, but they are really strong this year. They got Kentucky, Auburn. Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU, they are way stronger than they normally are. Of course, the Big Ten is the Big Ten. I think the Big Ten's down a little bit this year. They don't have that one dominant team, I feel like. Purdue's good. uh, Something missing with them to me. Yeah. And the Big Big 12's pretty decent again. Big 12's definitely gotten better. What do you you think of the overall just kind of – Especially in the Big Ten, it seems like everybody's kind of beating everybody right now. Yeah, yeah. I think it's real hard to win on the road in the Big Ten. Um, I mean, look at the game last night with Iowa and Nebraska even. It was probably closer than a lot of people would thought. But Nebraska was sure. sold out. It was sold out, and they were hitting shots. It's 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 tough to win on the road in a, in a major college basketball conference. It really is. It really is. And so the Hawks have won three straight road games, and that makes it impressive. They've been playing well. Definitely the best they've played all year this stretch. For sure. What what stood out to you most during this stretch about Iowa, about Fran, about any players? What what stood out to you most? I feel like their defense has got way better and they're rebounding better. They're they're actually trying to rebound. I think I saw I last like... night on Twitter, Iowa is 17 and 0. <laughs> 17 and 0 when they win the rebounding battle. Yeah. Just shows how important it, it is. And I feel like they the, the whole team has bought into rebounding. It's not just a one man. The whole team is rebounding together. Yeah, I feel like especially in years past, they would do a lot of standing and just kind of turning and watching instead of turning and going to yep. get the ball. They all wanted to run. They wanted to get out and run. Yeah. Now they're all chasing the ball, and it's really made a difference. I think Keegan had 12 boards last night. Yeah, they're all making that effort too because they're not a big team. They don't have size. No. But no. – this this but, Iowa team is really deep, I would say, though. They they he likes to play a lot of guys and typically, but I feel like this is one of the deeper teams he's had in general, with guys yep. you can put out there and feel confident in. 
not just to be out there to be out there, you know? For sure. And I, I feel like this is the most fun Hawkeye team I've had in a while because we're not expecting much from them. They weren't supposed to make the tournament this year. Well, let's and... We were not expecting a Keegan Murray like this uh, lottery no. type pick. No. And, and we, we didn't know. Chris Murray yep. to do what yep. he's doing. And even some of their guards with Ulysses and Perkins. Um, the other Perkins and Joe T, they just all contributed. It's been really impressive to watch. I love when well, he goes to that that athletic lineup of Joe T, Aaron Ulysses, Perkins, yeah. and the two Murrays, or like <laughs> one of them, the uh, Patrick in there. That yep. that team gets at or that lineup gets after some teams defensively. And speaking of Patrick, I don't even think he's realized his full potential yet. I think he has another level that he could play at. We see spurts of it, but we don't see it consistently. He honestly could be right. an NBA player someday. I think. Yeah, I think there's another level for him to go to yet this year. I think Chris might be an NBA player someday too. Honestly, oh, I think so too. He's he's smooth. Can go in. Can go out. Can kind of score all three levels. He plays yep. pretty good defense. So it, yep. it'll be interesting to see where some of these guys uh, end up. It'll be nice to have a guy from Iowa actually get picked in the lottery too, yeah. because it's it's been a long, long it's been time, a long, long time. So, and I feel like Iowa State's got quite a few players in the league now, and so it'd be kind of cool to see Iowa get a established player in the league. Yeah, it'll be yep. interesting. I know you said early on you read that they had. What was that? They had people reaching out to the Murray's yeah. high school coach a, a while yep. ago. Even they've been talking, yeah, because they they're that excited. But he'll be a top ten pick, if not higher. So What's any way what? he comes back, any way he comes back next year, I would be shocked. I feel like you got it because well, you also got to remember he he did do a year of prep school. Yeah. So technically, this would be his sophomore in quotation marks sophomore year. Yep. So I mean. Or no, no, no. Technically, it would be his junior year, correct? Yeah, it's his junior year, technically. Technically. I mean, he's listed as a sophomore, but technically. So, I think I think the right move would be for him to leave. <laughs> oh, I agree. You got to do what you got to do, and just sometimes the best move is to just go to the league. But... Wait, so, is it the top 12 are lottery picks, right? Yeah, yep. So I, I did some digging while we were chatting. Guess what year the last lottery pick out of Iowa was? Oof. Ricky Davis? No, close. He was the 21st pick. Okay. I have no idea, though. 1980, Ronnie Lester was selected Ronnie 10th. Lester. He was the 10th wow. overall pick. Wow. The highest pick after that was B.J. Armstrong. He got picked 18th. Wow, so it's been a while. Yeah, so it'd be nice. Uh, they just haven't done a great job of developing, and this Fran's done an excellent, excellent job in his tenure. Great. I feel like. <laughs> yep. I uh, was such a stat yesterday. It's kind of an interesting article. Iowa has never got to play a team. They've always played chalk in the tournament. I did not realize that. Played Under what? Fran, They've never had a team like sometimes you see like a twelve seed beat a five seed and then the Hawks would get to play them. Yeah, that's never happened for the Hawkeyes. Really, they've always played the higher seed in their next matchup. They've never got to play a team that had upset another team, Man. and so their matchups have always been tough. Well, last year too, if you remember, whoever Oregon was not not saying that that we would have won by any means, but remember the team Oregon was supposed to play first round. Yeah, they came up with COVID, so they didn't even have a matchup. Yep. So, it's tough. Yeah, there's been some, some of a lot of our teams too. I feel like we had, not, not recently, but more. You know, with Marble and Utah and some of those other guys, we were gonna be really, really high seeds, probably like a two or three, and then we just kind of went on a losing streak. And fan, yeah, he's putting that to rest though. The last couple of years, I will say though, for sure. So, so we hopefully got, we just finish strong this season. Yeah, we got three regular season games left. Looking at that schedule, I'm expecting a two and one, but I wouldn't I would be shocked. Wouldn't be shocked if we went three and zero. Oh. One and two will be, could happen too. Michigan but. will be tough on the road too. They beat us already at home. It'll be tough to beat them on the road, but 
I'm hoping two and one. Two yeah. and one's what I'm looking for. The way they've been playing, I wouldn't be surprised. It's all comes down to that defense and rebounding, though. Again, I would yep. say for sure. It should be fun. Definitely looking into this year. You know, Connor McCaffrey called us all stupid that for people that didn't think they were going to make the tournament this year. I saw that. But looking looking at the team on paper coming into the year, you would have never expected the tournament. You would have expected 500 ish. No. I'm a, that's exactly. where I was at. So it's that's just good to see. Too. Just they play with a lot of continuity and just they have fun out there. Play hard. For sure. Agreed. So to the Iowa women, though, man, they've been on a streak here and they've been it's battling injuries all season long. They've had a rough, yeah, injuries and COVID and all kinds of weird stuff. Are, are they getting but, any of those girls back before this season's over? Do you know? I don't think so. No. I yeah. Think they're at where I think they're at where they're at right now. They've been they've been playing but, well. Caitlin Clark's going scorched earth. She's she's the player of the year in all of college basketball. Oh yeah. And that they're and playing they play, tomorrow, right? Sunday. Tomorrow to for a share of the Big Ten title. They've been, they've been playing really well recently. They after those injuries, they kind of had <laughs> struggled a little bit, but they've been playing really, really well the last and I couple weeks. See that game's a sellout tomorrow, which is pretty cool. First women sellout in Carver since guess what year? Nineteen eighty two. Nineteen eighty eight. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That is awesome. That's longer. I was born in ninety one, so three years before I was born. That's pretty cool. And it's it's good against a really good team too. Obviously, number six, yep, Michigan. So Michigan. Will you watch Hopefully. that game? I will watch some of it for sure. I don't know if I'll see the whole thing, but I'll definitely definitely be tuned in and definitely following it. Yes, three o'clock on Sunday, February twenty seventh. If you're listening, yes. Before then, make sure you check it out. It should be a really and really good game. Also. We have there's three teams in the state going for a title this weekend, so check all of them out. You and I play tonight at five, but you're going to be at that game. Yep, Horn Fed will be there. <laughs> that's that is pretty cool. That's a sellout too, by the way. Yep, that's a sellout tonight. And then the Iowa State women Monday night play Baylor for the Big Twelve championship. So that'd be pretty cool to have three schools in our state win a championship this weekend. What's your thought on the U and I men's basketball team right now? They're playing really well. They've got it clicking right now. They're, AJ Green's playing another level right now. I'm really impressed the way he's playing, but I'm just I think he's a future NBA, honestly, too. Oh, for sure. Honest. I don't have faith against them against Loyola tonight. I think they get beat by 10 to 12 points tonight. It's going to be a tough one. They got whipped last time by him, correct? <laughs> yes. I, let me I'm pull up. I feel like it was like a 20 point game 85 58. Almost. Okay. 30. Yeah. It was bad. It was bad. That was, um, that wasn't even that. That was like two weeks ago. Yeah, I watched most of that game. It was not good. So, I've become a big Panther fan, so I'll definitely be cheering for them tonight, but I don't like their chances. Man, but, they hey, they, just, they struggled out of the gate mightily, mightily. If they wouldn't have struggled, they might be in now, but they started, yeah. let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They started out seven losses before Christmas even. They were one, two, three, four, four and seven at Christmas break. Yep. They so, had a really tough opening stretch, somewhat tough games. Um, but, yeah, they've definitely found it and started to play defense better, and that's what's been key for them. So and I think A.J. Green missed most of last year, so that's tough. Oh, I think he was out get all him, last year. Yeah, he might have played one or two at the beginning. But, yeah, getting him back in the fold and getting him acclimated again has been huge. Yeah, so, and then, then they got their – they win tonight. They're the number one seed in their conference tournament, it sounds yep. like, as well. So then that starts on Thursday – we're getting there, yeah. Timmy. March, March, We're baby. There. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so go all the teams in the state this weekend. Big weekend in basketball. And then, of course, Iowa State plays today as well. <coughs> Big one on the road for them. They're still trying to get into the tournament. I think they get in. Is, I, I think – I don't know. I think they do. They need today. Man, they were looking like they were going to be last in the Big Ten, Big Twelve there for a little bit. They got Kansas State today, which they need. They have Oklahoma State at home on Wednesday, which they need, and they're not going to beat Baylor on the road to end the season. So they need two and one. Which K State and Oklahoma State, they're both. They are all three tied in the conference right now. So if, if yeah. they drop, if they drop two of those three, they're no. going to have to win some games in the Big Twelve. They need two. I feel like. They need two of the three. 
That put them at 21 and 10. I think they're in. What what happened to them throughout the year, honestly? They can't score the ball. No, they have. Except for Isaiah Brockington, they really, really struggle to score the basketball. And let's be honest, uh, TJ, TJO has done a great job there this year for them. Well, and that's the thing. I, I, I don't think it's so much what has gone wrong for them. I think they just played over their heads at the beginning of the season. They won two games last year. Yeah. Let's and, not forget that. Two games. And yeah. now here they are with 19 wins. That's unbelievable. They started out 12-0. and 0. <laughs> Yeah, that's unbelievable for a team that won two games last year. So I don't think it's so much what's gone wrong. It's They played over their heads to begin the year, and now they're back to who they are, which is still not bad. It's impressive what they've done. But this yeah. is, they were never as good as they played early in the year. Yeah, they've, they've, they've so. played really well and pretty much brand new system, coaches, you know, quite a few new players. Yeah, it's so impressive what they've done. Done, done a good job. He's, he, you could argue he's the coach of the year in the, as well as Fran, but you could argue TJ is the coach of the year in the Big Twelve. I would say. And honestly, he was the driving force behind the Hoiberg days. Yeah, yeah, awesome. he was on that he, staff. He was their head recruiter and mm-hmm. they got all those transfers. So, I the future for I don't like it, but the future for Iowa State is bright. Yeah, it'll be be interesting to see kind of how they keep keep evolving. Obviously, he's going to get more and more players that kind of fit his system and his style yep. and what he wants to do offensively. So you would you would think they're only going to get better, like you just said. Is it is it just me or does he look like a wrestling coach when you look at him? He hundred percent does. I he wears couldn't that, believe he wears he was, that short sleeve shirt that's like way too tight for him, and it's like, dude, are you a wrestling coach or you a basketball coach? He's kind of jacked. I had never seen him until I watched him versus Memphis this year for the first time. I'm like, oh, check this game out. I saw him like, is that their coach? My brother was like, yeah, that's Otzelberger. I'm like, what? He's fairly young. He's 44. young and he's jacked. <laughs> but I Kinda... don't think he's a lifer. I don't think he'll go anywhere. Like his wife started Iowa State. Yeah, I would agree. I think he'll he's a lifer. He'll be there as long as they keep him. Speaking that's of like his dream job. Speaking of people who we thought would be lifers, what's what's your thoughts on Fred Hoiberg in Nebraska right now? They're bringing him back one more year. I mean, the kids play hard for him. I mean, let's be honest. It's, it's just, Nebraska basketball, though, too. Yeah. I love I love Fred, though. And we, we talked about this earlier when we were in a text group exchange where they couldn't believe Fred was coming back. But yeah. I would say a lot of people in Iowa would probably say they would rather have Fred Hoiberg over their two, the two current coaches yeah. at the – Big 12 and Big 10 school. And honestly, who's Nebraska going to get that's going to be better than Hoiberg? That, that's my main point. They're not like, getting anybody. They could fire him and go out. Who are they going to hire? They're, they're going to go out and get some hot shot from the boys' small schools that's never proven anything. But in the end, who are they really getting that's better than Hoiberg? They're not. So <laughs> I think they need to run it back. I got to give shout out to the Nebraska fans last night. Sold out. Sold out. That's impressive. Props to them for that effort by them. I yeah, that, that's awesome. I they, they were loud, I, too. Yeah, they're good fans. They want to win, and so I think he'll stay and hopefully get it turned around because it'd be fun if they were good. Those games would be a lot more fun if the rest was good. Yeah, I would 100% so, agree with that. Who, but, I just want to, want to know if you have any idea. The only reason I know is because I haven't pulled up. Who is arguably and probably just looking at this roster and stats who is the most famous NBA player that went to Nebraska? Yeah, I don't think you'll ever guess this. No idea. Tyron Lou. He went to Nebraska. Did not know that. I I would have never known that. I did not know Lou was a Nebraska boy. Maybe he'll go back and coach there. <laughs> <laughs> After yeah, maybe he will. But did not know that. Yeah, so college basketball is winding down. Like I said, we're almost in March. And you texted me this the other day. You said March Madness, your favorite and best sporting event. Would you? It is the best sporting event. Why do you think that? I, I'm not going to argue because a lot of people would agree. And it's definitely up there for me. But I want to hear okay, your thoughts on it. Several reasons. You got games in the middle of Thursday and Friday. All day Thursday <laughs> Friday, during the work week. Uh-huh. That's, that's cool to me. You got the Final Four, which is a great event. That's like a Super Bowl weekend to me. That's a great event. Plus, it's like a Super Bowl every day. Like, these one-and-done games are just – and you got brackets. 
I love brackets. I, I just think it's so much fun. And I think it's kids participating. They're not doing it for money. A lot of these kids we haven't heard of. We don't know their names and we learn their stories. I just think it's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very, very fun time, which when everybody thinks of March and spring break, first they think of my birthday, obviously, but then they think obviously. of March Madness. Yep. And it's, it's always yeah. fun. We, we, we've participated in a lot of watch parties over the years. Yeah, the <laughs> fact that we're going to sit there together and watch basketball for 16 straight hours, it's just <laughs> – I'm excited. I'm going to bet on every single game this year. That's my, that is my goal is to put money on every single March Madness game this year. We'll see how, see how I turn out, but we're going to try it. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it this year. I can't wait. I was really, really excited last year, but I think yep. I'm almost, maybe it's just cause it's in the moment and now, but I'm really excited for this year. I was so nervous last year with the Hawks. Then we pooped the bed. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was nervous about. But, no, I, I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. So, uh, just, any, Anything else you want to add? No, I'm just looking forward to it. I I think it's wide open. I could see – I'm kind of – for some reason, I'm kind of leaning towards Auburn. I really love what Bruce Pearl's done. I think Gonzaga yep. always always is, comes in really high ranked for obvious reasons. They have a ton of talent. But then they just yep. kind of run into a buzzsaw. I don't know if it's because their conference is obviously not very good or what – what is why? Like you know, why does that happen to them? I think their conference isn't that good. And they're not tested, and I mean, they made the title game a couple of years or like two out of the last five years, probably. Mm-hmm. It's not like they. It's not like they're losing the first round. True. You know, like they've made Final Fours. They've made two title games. It's not like they're choking every year. They just the ball hasn't bounced their way in the title game yet. Yeah, it'd be interesting uh, to see. I this probably is. It's probably is the most talented team. I mean, just imagine if Suggs or whatever would have came back. They'd be extremely yeah. talented. Uh, they were in the title game last year, weren't they? That's right. Yeah. They played Baylor for the title last year. And they played North Carolina for the title a few years ago. That's right. So they do get there. They just haven't had it quite go their way yet. Yeah. They, they have but. a decent matchup today. They're playing St. Mary's. They're ranked 23rd. So it should, it should be a decent matchup for them today. I want to see the spread on that one. It's a nine o'clock game. Of course it is. Yeah, that's the only bad thing about the West. They're Coast. favored by eleven. I love me some Chet Holmgren. Uh, he is fun to watch. I will. I kind of like their nine o'clock games. I get the kids to bed. I'll definitely check them out tonight at nine o'clock. Yep. What Watches is Chet Holmgren? What I guess before we kind of wrap this episode up, what is there any betting advice you have out there for some of your fellow betters right now? <laughs> what 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 do you look at first of all when you bet? Because this is coming to a guy that's never really betted on anything. Um, so when I bet college basketball, there's a guy out there by the name of – let me pull his name up here. Twitter? Greg Peterson. He's is a young he on guy. Twitter? 20, yeah, he's probably 25 years old. He goes by the name GUnit81. <laughs> he literally bets every single college basketball game. Every he single one. Spread, he bets the spread. And he bets the over/under, so he has two bets on every single college basketball game, and he puts out a spreadsheet every single day with what his bets are, so you can see what his what he's betting. Um, and he does it before he even looks at the sports book. So, like, he'll say, "I think this team's favored by five, and then he'll look at the sports books. And if he says they're favored by five, and the sports books say they're favored by six, you go with Greg. Is this that's his how- full-time job, basically now? Yeah. Um, he actually had Nebraska last night as nine and a half. He said the Hawks would win by nine and a half. The sports books had Iowa by a 12 and a half. Greg was right. Greg is usually correct. You go Greg, and that's how I do it. So you're right more times than you're wrong from that, you think? Yeah, the, the man is unbelievable. The fact that he just spends that much time, he said he gets two hours of sleep a week, a day, because wow. he's always just doing college basketball. But that's where I go with him. I do a lot with him because he's just – he's smart. He gets it. But, like, today there's 140 games. So he will have 280 bets out there today. That's insane. That is just insane. And he also does a podcast where he breaks down every game in podcast form. Do you listen? I 
I listen, like, if I listen, don't listen to the whole thing, because obviously I don't bet every game. Yeah. But, like, today I'm betting Wisconsin Rutgers, so I fast-forwarded the podcast to listen to what he had to say about that game. Interesting. So, yeah, he's he's the best. G-Unit, he gets a lot of shout-outs from the big – Barstool loves him. They follow a lot of his advice. But – and the biggest thing with betting is just bet what you can afford. <laughs> I tell people that all the time. Don't go crazy. If you can bet – Two dollars on a game, do two dollars on a game. If you do ten dollars, but don't go more than what you can afford. What's, some, what's the most you've ever won? I won't ask you the most you've ever bet because that might be a little personal. <laughs> most I've ever won was one hundred eighty-one dollars on Dang. one game. That's on got to be a good State, feeling. Iowa State, Memphis this year. I bet Iowa State and the cashed in one hundred eighty-one dollars. Nice. Um, yeah, no, but just have a system and make smart. Like I put so much money in a month and that is what i'm set at i win or lose i put that money in a month and if it's gone it's gone but don't don't continue to add because it can become addictive and you can lose money real fast so just and track your winnings know what your every day i record where i'm at like i say this is what my total is and then i see if i won or lost that day and so you got to be smart about it because you could lose money real fast Oh, I'm sure it's way easy now too, especially with like the digital currency yep. of Venmo and everything else, credit cards. And you like, can just put it right on your phone and you can also be, find yourself way out of control. And so have a system. And Greg tells you the same thing. Bet what you can afford. Don't be wagering your kid's college or your grocery yeah. money. Make it entertainment. It's entertainment in the end. If you do have a problem, so, make sure to contact Tim Downs. 1-800-BETS-OFF. <laughs> make sure you get it done. But no, that well, sounds fun. Thanks for thanks for sharing fun. some insight. Maybe we'll we'll keep every week. We'll talk about your bet of the week, what you yes, regretted, what you regretted, what you did right, and what was your favorite I, one, and all that stuff. I had a bet this weekend. I got to tell you about it was Ohio State, Ohio State, Indiana, and I had Indiana plus seven. So that means I thought they would not get beat by more than seven, and they were up four with a minute to go, and they ended up getting beat by eleven in overtime. Wow. It was just like I went from a sure win to a loss in like 30 seconds. I'm like, what just happened? Just the emotions but, change so fast, too. <laughs> it really does. But, you know, it's fun. So Love it. Any other thoughts on college basketball before we hang it up? Not really. Uh, go Hawks, baby. Go Hawks. Go Panthers tonight, too. Alive. Go State of Iowa, honestly. Yeah. So. Well, All right. if you haven't followed any of our social media pages, make sure you do that. We'll keep posting on there. Uh, our Twitter is at CornFed Inc. Our Instagram is CornFed Sports One. And our Facebook, of course, is Facebook.com slash CornFed Sports One. Well, Timmy, you know what that means, right? You've officially been CornFed.